I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. Hello there, I am Vic Cohen, and it is always, it's always a fair question. It really is. There's never a question that is ever too personal or ever off limits. The more personal and revealing, the better. We have a great guest today. I am so excited for you to meet this guy. I first saw him on America's Got Talent, just like millions of people at home, and I was blown away by him. I loved his, uh, I loved his persona on stage, his confidence, and I loved how he played with the, with the judges. He was very in the moment. It's very hard to do that when you're on a show where everything's so produced and planned and you know, everyone wants to know what the comic's going to do at all times. And I just, I loved, I admired that, uh, the riskiness, the boldness, and the fun of it. And it really paid off for him because he almost won the whole thing. That's right. I'm talking about Taylor Williamson. He's right across from me. Hello, Taylor. How are you? That's like the kindness, uh, so much kindness. Thank you so much. I didn't mean any of it. (laughs) But you know, you're supposed to say nice things about the guest. Right. So that's what I said about you. I did okay? I, uh, whoever wrote that for you, that's I so wrote kind. that. And you know what? It is the truth, honestly. That, you're so sweet. Thank you. Um, you know, it means so much to me. Thank it's you. a real truth. Thank I mean, doing you. stand-up myself, and I particularly love, I love playing uh, with the audience. And what you did on that show is ostensibly you made your judges the audience, particularly Heidi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a smart choice. Uh, yeah, thanks. I mean, uh, it... The way, the way it happened was, um, if you go on YouTube, anyone listening, don't know who I am, I put all my uh, my performances on YouTube, just type in, um, or go to taylorwilliamson.com and then click on videos and I have all my my links on there easily. But uh, in the audition round, I was I did the show because I was desperate. You know, you don't go on the show because things are going great. You go on because like, <laughs> I have nothing. Okay, you said you were, now what year are we talking? Uh, 2013. Okay, so 2013, what time of the year was this? And where were you? This was in LA, you did the audition? So I did like a pre-audition like 2012. This sounds so long ago, but it's not, but it sounds like it. But like end of 2012, I did a pre-audition like October, November. On tape, you sent it in or? No, it's like you go into like the convention center and then there's Okay, like, I did that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then like five or six months later in April, like you have to wait so long. It's so, it's the craziest process. It's just such a mind- F word. Can we curse here? You no. know, um, well, I don't need to curse. I said I. I don't, don't need that. Need Mind F word. Yeah. You know, th- we all know the F word. Sure, we do. F not the F word is. Did you say uh, F not? F not. I said that, F. That was clever. Nice. Were you that clever? No, I'm not. I'm not that <laughs> clever. The point is, I'm, the point is, I'm not clever. So I did the show, and I was desperate. So I wanted to be prepared for everything. So I knew at some point they'd say, "What would you do if, if you won a million dollars?" I knew at some point they'd say, "You're a weirdo." I know you're awkward. So I had lines prepared for all these things. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not witty, you know? But then the next round happened where there was no audience and uh, uh, I watched the first guy go out, the first comedian, go, the judges around the cut, whatever. So it's four judges and no audience. It's the worst, the comedy doesn't You're make sense. You're talking about now at AGT, yeah. you had already done this pre-thing. So Months I, I later, that. they called you back and said, we really liked that. And there you were like in a convention hall room, pretty much in front of us, a few people that videotaped you. The right? first one, yeah. Right. And the second and, one was at the theater. And, and is that with the judges? That was with the judges so in the you audience. Were that fast. 
it goes that fast from being in the convention hall with no one. Well, five months later. Okay, right. right. But the next thing, you have a live audience. Right. And then two months later, whatever, the next round was no audience and four judges. And I watched the first comedian go out. And he just sped through his jokes, and it was really awkward. And I'm not judging him. It, it's weird. I don't. If I had gone out first, I probably would have tanked too, because you don't know what to do. You're not. This is weird. You're on TV in front of nobody, and you're right. telling jokes, and it doesn't make sense. And he just sped through it, which is a move that any of us could have done. Okay. And then uh, I went out there, and I was like, "This is horrible. It's not live, so they can edit whatever they want. So I'm just going to treat it. I'm used to doing shows in front of four people, <laughs> so I just treat it like there's a show for four people." I ripped with, hey guys, this is horrible. Let's be honest, this is bad. And I did the same thing anyone would do. And then I did my act. And then uh, when we got to the live show, and then I got put through. And then the live show, the first one, they're like, we're gonna give, they, we love when you banter with the judges. So we're going to give you time to banter with the judges after you set. I'm like, what are you talking about? The first time <laughs> I was pre written, the second time I was just screwing around. Now it's live. But so I just did it because I had to and it became a thing and Heidi Klum and I had a thing and it changed my life. I get attention more, not from my standard, but from the silliness afterwards and all those people changed my life. It's amazing. Well, I remember in the show, I think that Heidi at one point early in one of your appearances, she said she didn't like your act. Am I mistaken? I, I, yeah, yeah. And it, or it was too dirty or too adult or something to that effect. And then you came back the next performance almost like you custom made a performance for her. Is Am I mistaken yeah, or something yeah. like that? I, I just have that memory. Yes. I mean, Howie was such a cheerleader and so supportive. That was amazing. And Howard was so cool. And, but like, and Melby's amazing, obviously. But like, Heidi is the reason I have a career, 100%. And why like, do you say that? Because on these shows, 100% of the time, Except for me, honestly. I mean, really, like, I'm not bragging. Or I don't mean that as like a, but it's just circumstance. Like, you don't have a, you have a storyline in your videos before the package, then you perform, then you go, whatever, thank you. Next round, storyline in the videos, whatever. I would, because Heidi said you're not appropriate for children or whatever, I came back and the next round did a whole thing catering my jokes to her That's tongue I mean. in cheek. And then, for the rest of the season, every show I did that me and Heidi had a thing, I got an extra storyline on a competition reality show, which it doesn't happen. It's not because yeah. it's not possible. Right. But it became if all the judges had said, you're great, you're great, you're great. I probably would have gotten sent home because that's not interesting. People don't. We well, almost were sent home. Right. At yeah. one point. I mean, you were saved round. by the judges. Well, no, but I mean, the way the show works is that's they, the way it's presented, at least. I, I don't know. Well, what it went back. The way the show works is they have four people get through per round, and then the final fourth and fifth comes down to judge's choice. So there's okay. two people left who are the fourth and fifth place. They don't say who is who, and then they say the judges get to pick who is who, but then the judges tied for TV, which is so annoying. But they wanted to stretch out. My results was my, is he going to get eliminated or not, was 12 minutes. Usually it's like wow. two minutes, but for me, they had me... Why do you think you should go home? Why do you think it's me versus an eleven-year-old girl who's a sweetheart and who's an amazing singer? And <laughs> you uh, secretly still want to see go home. Oh right, no, I mean, it's horrible. There's no like, way you don't. No, I never had so many <laughs> ill thoughts towards eleven-year-old. I was that guy. I'm like, you're eleven. I need this. You know. I think that all the time when there are these young kids. I'm like, you got a whole life ahead of you. You know, especially these other shows where someone might be fifty or yeah. sixty. It's their last hurrah. Like yeah. if they really want to make it. I, like, really, I was thinking really negative thoughts. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, for most of these people in these shows, it's fun. It's like, 
hey, why don't you do that? We should do that. Because they, You still get a, an allowance when you're 11. Like, you still get yeah. money. Like, you're not paying for anything. Like, guys like us on this show, this is our career. It's our life. Right. It's not of, cute. But it's a lot not, of people, it's like, it's just fun. I mean, even like the people who are like, some of the dance groups and stuff. Like, yeah. there's not a career in a lot of these things that they're amazing at, you know? Well, let, let's get back to, so you said that you said that you don't audition for these things unless you really need it. Now, yeah. So what was life looking like when you were auditioning? What was your life like? Um, well, I've been doing stand-up for 10 years at the time-ish. And you really started at like 19 I was professionally? 17, yeah. 17? Well, sorry, 17. I got on Craig Ferguson when I was 20. I got Montreal Comedy Festival when I was 19. Now, were you surprised by those that early success or did you just feel like you had it? It was like, of course. I mean, I always thought it was, I, this is my rationale. Like I, uh, I, when I was 17, I'm like, I'm the best 17 year old. I'm not I'm the best ever comedian, but I'm the best 17 year old comedian. So mm -hmm. I had that in my head, right? So I had the, the chutzpah to make phone calls to people I should never, or emails, contact people I never should contact. Hey, watch my tape. Like when I was in college, I got, I remember Eddie Brill from Letterman. The booker for Letterman, the booker for Tonight Show left me voicemails saying stop sending his tapes, <laughs> which is cute, but hurt my career later on. But It did? Yeah, I mean, they never put me on because they saw... They thought you were desperate, like this annoying kid, but you No, were... no, I, not, it wasn't like a personal thing like that, but I think I just, and to me, oh, they saw me when I was 18, then when I was 27, they don't care. It's, like, oh, we've seen you before. I got that it. That stuff really sticks, first impressions. Thankfully, yeah. most people in the business, they lose their jobs eventually. <laughs> so there's new people. <laughs> I'm banking it on all these teenagers who watch you on America's Got Talent, them growing up and then taking over show business. Yes. My, what helps it's me a lot, strategy. honestly, is when I go to meetings and then the executive's like, oh my God, my kid loves you. And I'm faced, I'm in some fancy network and the executive is like FaceTiming with his daughter and his daughter's like, oh, it's Taylor. And I'm like, yeah, then I don't, I don't get a TV show, but it's it's all, I mean. Right. What's the average age of your fan, would you say? Um, I would say I have a lot of moms and teenage girls and uh some stuff in between but it's a lot of like <laughs> it's a lot of like i mean it's funny now, I, know. I didn't think you were straight you know oh thank you um so yeah <laughs> i mean you have what made you think that i am what made i you think th you are straight but it, maybe i'm not maybe i'm wrong i saw you with a hot girl i think that was your girlfriend where was that you're like at the no. comedy store are you straight i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this girl is like, un like with no, I'll do respect, which means no respect. <laughs> She's way out of your league. The girl is like this, this smoking hot brunette, like late 20s, <laughs> mid 20s. She had like golden skin. She was like, <laughs> I mean, like, like seriously, like a model. Like yeah. there's no way if, if you had your, if you, I say AGT or I don't know, <laughs> like, with all, with all due respect. <laughs> this is so, you can't say with all due respect when you're being really mean. I love that. I love that. That's my favorite thing. That's so mean. You know the next thing's going to be, whenever it says with all due respect, you know there's going to be a zinger right after. That's there's so no respect. No, but um, I was really impressed with, oh, with your, that's what, she's a gorgeous woman. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, now that is not your sister, right? I mean, that was your actual girlfriend. No, I like how you're like, there's no way you're, you're related. <laughs> just, your bloodlines can never make anyone that pretty. Yeah, We're, she's my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah she's beautiful. Uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, so let's talk about what life... I, I'm oh, curious... Like, so I thought you were gay. Anyways, so back to... Well, no, I mean, you probably get that a lot. 
I used, you know what, truly, I used to get that a lot. It's not a bad thing. No, I don't care. But it's, I mean, I'm, I'm very self-aware. Before, I did Last Comic Standing in 2010 and for like two episodes, you know. And then uh, I was, people weren't like, are you gay? They're like, oh, you're the gay guy. <laughs> it was not a question. It was just like, oh, yeah. And then my, especially because my jokes were edited in a way that they cut out parts to make it not on purpose, but just because I have a joke where I say, I had a joke where I was like, uh, so I was talking to my girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to break up with my girlfriend. And then the punchline was, that's not true. I don't really have a girlfriend. But the joke was because I'm a loser, not because right. I'm gay. Uh -huh. But they cut out the joke part of it. So they said, I was talking to my girlfriend, which got a big laugh for some reason. Because I was loserish, not, but then <laughs> nerdy, nerdy, uh, whatever. Yeah. But then they cut out that joke part. So they said, I was talking to my girlfriend, big laugh. That's not true. I don't have a girlfriend. So it looks to someone not paying attention because yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. gay, clearly. And then I had another joke where I, I had the word mother effer in it, but I had to take, I was trying to think of a funny word to use instead of that. So like my buddy came up with, came up with queer, bur queer burger. I can't even say it, queer burger, which is a funny, weird thing to be called. Some guy yelling, what did you learn to drive? Queer burger. And I can't even say it now. It's crazy. But uh, so uh, that joke mixed with queer burger. Oh, he's gay. He got gay bashed and he's gay. Right. But to me, I got gay bashed, but I'm not gay. Well, do you ever find that, because I've had this where people think I'm gay. Yeah. And, You're um, gay. I'm not gay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, there you go. And um, my point, where's my point? You said I, people I totally think. Lost, they think I'm gay. And if enough people start saying it, you know, I start wondering. And, <laughs> That's a funny bit. You yeah. need to make that a bit. That's amazing. Because I talk about, like, I would be the best gay man. Like, I've thought about it. Like, yeah. I would have a boyfriend. I know, like, I thought, I feel like my boyfriend's name would be Bob. And I would be so, like, the best boyfriend. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I'd put little notes in his, like, lunch bag. <laughs> so I'm thinking about you. And, and I'd, I'd buy him, like, cute shirts and shoes. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I'd be, like, the best listener. He'd come home, you know, be like, Bob, how was work? I mean, I would you really be it. great. I did that bit, yeah, on stage, but it's true. <laughs> but the problem is that I just love women. Yeah. Like, I love a woman's body, you know? I mean, Bob and I would never have sex. Yeah. And then I would tell Bob he he can have sex with other people. And then I was thinking we would have the perfect marriage, <laughs> like a straight marriage. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> I, I get, you know, like, people would be like, uh, like, as if I'm the guy that's, Everyone else knows, but I'm. The I've one. been gay. I told I'm gay, and I just don't know it yet. Yeah, it's which yeah, is like exactly. kind of insulting, you know. It's fun. That's a funny joke. That's not a joke. It's just. Oh, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's true. Well, it's true. But I, but I stopped getting that for some reason after I did America's Got Talent. I don't know, but that time period. Well, probably because of the Heidi Klum and maybe. I mean, know, she's very much. Perhaps I. I'm. I'm actually. I'm very fascinated by that because I was. I got it in my life and from YouTube comments and stuff, but it stopped with America's Got Talent. I never got that. Hmm. But you know, now it's, it's like it's coming back now. Thank you, Vic. You Thank know what's you. really you're welcome. You know, what's fun, you know what I think is really funny is it's always a big moment when a uh, a personality, a television or a star, um, comes out as gay. Like that's a big decision. And for you, it's the opposite. It was you coming out as straight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about they have they, NBC has these diversity showcases. All these networks have diversity showcases where yeah. if you're minority or if you're gay. Uh, you can showcase and be seen by all these amazing executives. But if you're straight and white, they don't care. Mm -hmm. So like, I was like joking, but not joking. I was like, if I get nothing going on, I'm going to just say I'm gay. Cause you can't, people believe it already. And like, I'll be like, it's not part of my act, but I'm gay. Here's my act. 
And yeah. I was like, but then I heard some other comic did it. And I was like, oh, that's so pathetic. I was like, I can't be like that. <laughs> but I would have done that. I'd, I would, I was like, that'd be a good story. I said, I pretend like I'm gay and then I have a career. Then I'm like, just kidding. I just said I was gay for a career. People would be like, be I like horrible. that. I don't think it'd be, I don't think anyone would care. I think people would think it's funny. You think? As a comic, I feel like you can get away with stuff. But maybe, well, maybe. I, would I don't know. I one time saw a comic pretend to be um, blind and deaf. And then, well, that's a little different. and then at the end, revealed they were perfectly able to see and hear. But I'm talking even for business purposes, not like on stage. Okay, okay, got it. I wouldn't go on stage and like I would just. You'd have to get rid of that girlfriend. <laughs> I would say she's my beard. No, she's a hot beard. Cheers. So when you were uh, before you started doing America's Got Talent, and you were a younger, you know, like no one really knew Taylor like they do now. What was life like? Were you living at home? Were you uh, struggling for money? Uh, was, you know, did you have a job? No, I always, thankfully, was able to pay my bills doing stand-up. So I got lucky being living in poverty as a single person in a crummy apartment, you, you know? Lived, you grew up in San Diego? Yeah, yeah, But I moved to L.A. when I was 18. I went to Cal State Northridge for a little bit. But, like, that was my excuse to come to L.A. to stand-up, you know? There, is your family successful? Do they have a nice life? I, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my single mom, she's an amazing artist and she raised two kids. Off what of kind of artist? Uh, like uh, abstract, abstract, impressionistic paintings and things like that. So she, was she encouraging of your art? Oh your, yeah, your sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting the parallels of like her field versus mine. I have more empathy too. Like she was like, some years were great, some years are bad because we, we have these horrible jobs where... You make a m bunch of money one year, then the next year you're like, what am I doing with my life? And it's very weird. Like, I get told to save my money a lot. You know? <laughs> you, you, um, you grew up in Del Mar? Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a really affluent part of San Diego? It's, it is. I'm not, I was not rich by any means, but I was like, I was in a small house in Del Mar. But as, I mean, if we sold it and had moved to some place in Nevada, we could have had a big house. What about your father? What kind of relationship have you had with him? God, what are we getting? Are we getting into this? Is that what's happening? Uh, it's, just, uh, it's, a, it's part of who you are. We're, yeah. we're, our relationships are part of us. That is that's, right. I love that you're like you know you're just not you don't make any sense, but you're like still talking. You're like it is true. Yeah, it's part of. Uh, you seem uncomfortable talking about your dad. No, no, no. I don't really talk to him, but I wish him well. Because guess who's in the other room? Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. Williamson, please. <laughs> call Mr. <laughs> oh, hey. No, um, you don't. You don't speak to him. Uh, be on like intentionally. Don't speak to him. Yeah. So there's some. Pro there's a challenge in that relationship. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he walk out on you guys? I mean, was it that? Um, no, my parents are divorced. It's just like stand, pretty standard. Nothing like really bad. How old were you when that happened? Well, they got divorced when I was really little, but then... Like two? Uh, oh, they were separated when I was really little, but I always thought it's the same difference to me. So like, do you ever remember them being married as a couple? No, no, no. Okay. Did, does he live down there? He lives in San Diego, Is yeah. he not supportive of your comedy career? Well, I don't talk to him, so... Do you feel like that's a hole in your life? I mean, not to speak to your dad, or is it... For the time, I mean, is this a permanent decision or do you think it depends on where you are in life? And No, I don't have any like negative feelings. It's just kind of, he's not in my life. But it's got to be hard though. I mean. No, I was never, I mean, I was never close to him. So was, I don't feel like I'm missing, you know, because it never was a thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you do therapy? I don't. This is, this is getting really intense. Uh, you know, I, I love therapy. 
No, I, I think I'm a big fan. I'm a big supporter of it, and I just need to do it. But. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, for me, um, what happened, you know, there, I talked to this rabbi once, and she said something, it was a female, she said something that was so smart. She said that, and she's very, uh, you'd say, she, she thinks about what she's doing in life. You know, she's trying to be the best she can be. She said she has two or three kids. She said to the kids, from zero to 20, I'm going to screw you up. I'm just going to. I'm not going to try to. It's just going to happen. I'm going to make mistakes because I'm only human. And perception. I'm going to do things that you're going to perceive one way that were never intended that way that you're going to experience as hurtful. That's from zero to 20. And then from 20 to 40, you've got to figure it out. And I think that was such a wise thing because these things that get planted, in my opinion, they don't just go away. They just get buried. And then they show up in other ways down the road, like seeds that grow. So for me, it's been an incredible uh, experience. So maybe what's your reticence? Just it's, you don't have like a pressing problem. Some people have to, they go to therapy because there's like an emergency, I think. What, like when you said that you, it's something you're thinking about you'd like to do. Well, I think anybody, I think it's a very healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, especially as a comic. Yeah. I mean, especially as anybody, like I, I really, all my friends who do it, there's, it's the best part of their week. It's amazing. I don't know. I'm honestly, it's like I've had to go to the doctor for my throat for like a year, for sure, for a year and a half. But I've, I should have gone years ago, but I just never went. But it's, I'm lazy. It's not. It's not like I'm scared of doctors. I just I'm like bad at making things. I'm bad at making appointments and doing things. Right. Is it is it a self care thing? Um. What do you mean? Are you, do you have a hard time with self care, like things like dishes and the you know like a, or like an ADD thing? Like no, I'm just I I don't. I mean I don't. I don't know what the diagnosis is, but I'm a lazy bum, maybe. Okay, I mean, I, I'm bad at, like, I'm a procrastinator and stuff like that. Right. But, Are you scared of doctors? No. No, yeah, it's none of that. I love, I mean, I'm, I went to the doctor. I'm, like, annoyed by doctors, but I'm not scared of them. Okay. And I'm not scared of, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm closer to hypochondriac than uh, with the other side, whatever that is. So okay. I, w- I want to get fixed, you know? Let's talk about, I'm curious about, um, so you're on America's Got Talent. And then um, this is a problem I have with America's <laughs> Got Talent. I love, I, I think the show's great. And uh, it, because I get to discover people like you and that's great. And there aren't enough of these shows. In, a, in an odd way, I'm saying that most people would say there are too many. <laughs> but real talent, yeah. you know, but it, it takes a while to get there. Like we, I was saying before we started this, this show. But when you get towards the end, you, you know, kind of, it sifts out. But here, where you really get some quality, quality uh, performances, this is the thing I I do not understand, and I would love to hear your thought on this. You ended up on America's Got Talent, making it through to the end. It was just you and one other guy, a Japanese guy. And <laughs> not, I don't know why I called him Japanese guy. You're so racist. No, because there's a reason I said that. It wasn't just an accident. Uh huh. Okay. The show's called America's Got, America's Got Talent. It's called America's Got Talent. It's not called Jap- Japanese, Japan Has Talent. Yeah. That guy had family. They did a live broadcast. Where was his family? Well, they, he, they weren't in Iowa. Right. They weren't in New York or LA. They were in Japan. That's not right. This is called America's Got Talent. It's ridiculous. 
You know I'm right. <laughs> you probably can't say anything because no, it, I, I. It's an outrage. It really is. And I'll tell. No, no. I'm ton not done. <laughs> I mean, go on. Where are you gonna feel say? Feel free to keep no, going. No, where, where are you gonna say? Um, it's so funny because my my uh, my life has been people who just just very racist like yourself. That's who, not racist. I'm, I'm joking. I'm that joking. is so not racist. I'm no, no. I get what you're saying. I mean, I mean, uh, he lived here for 20 years and he just moved back. Uh, less than a year before that happened. Of course he did. It's like when you're running for office. <laughs> I'm American. I've lived here. What accent is that? <laughs> it's Irish. Oh. But I mean, American people can go on Britain's Got Talent and all these other versions. You had never thought for a millisecond, this guy's not really... Is he American? Does he have a citizenship? No, he's, uh, not, he's not American. Okay, there we but go. The dogs, There's the scandal. The dogs that won the year before, I mean, the son is American, but I don't think the dad was. You just uh, said the son was. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean... A billion dollars you could have won, right? Are you trying to put me in therapy? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> I'm just saying you, want, you lost a million dollars to a guy on America's Got Talent who's not even American. That's not right. But it's not American citizens got talent. It's he's he, not he, America. He learned how to dance in America. He's not American. We know that this this Howie, show. Look at the judges. It's Howie and Mel I B. I know that. And That's Scary fine. Sp and uh, how do you? That's okay. I get it. They're all in from other places. I know. I've thought that. <laughs> but <laughs> that I can't too. say anything. <laughs> that I thought about, but I'm too close to Howie. <laughs> I don't say anything. But yes, but what does Howie say about this? I haven't talked to him about it. Oh, I never brought it up. Uh -huh. I don't. I don't know if it was too close to home. I don't want to. Because he's his favorite. Well, that's really that must have hurt too. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> You're a Canadian guy, a judge going for a Japanese guy. Yeah. Like, how is that America's Got Talent? That's a different show. You're very upset about this. What bothers me? What's so, it's so funny. I'm because he wasn't even. Well, hold on a second. He wasn't even. I'm breaking all the rules of of interviewing. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Interrupting my guest, but I'm so Please, passionate this is, about I this. I love it. I'm passionate because yeah. this guy. It's one thing if you're Japanese and you, like, he barely, he didn't even really speak English well. He does. Like, but he didn't have a chance to speak on the show. Are you, wow, I love the um, He's my friend. I mean, is my, he your friend? He is my friend. I mean, I'm being very genuine with you. A lot of people friend. don't know he actually drove uh, Taylor here. <laughs> He's waiting in the lobby right now dancing. But, like, I'm being, I swear I'm being, like, I, okay. still, I still do stuff with the show, but... I, there's nothing I'm saying that I wouldn't or couldn't say. Like, I'm just okay. sharing my true feelings. Um, I, it's, it's okay. I love your, your hostility towards <laughs> that. But I mean, they, 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 did you see this year? They have like a whole crew of Japanese dancers and like a whole group. It's really funny. I've They're not amazing. Seen that. It's like, it's similar to what Kenichi does, but it's, there's like five of them at the same time. And it's funny. They could win the whole show. It's funny. That's not funny. It is. It's, it's annoying. We're America. We've got enough here. We don't need to be importing people. <laughs> okay? But that, isn't it the most American thing ever to have immigrants on a show? Then and, call it American Immigrants Got Talent. <laughs> That's and, not the name of the show. And not allow Americans <laughs> yeah. on. They call it that. Make yeah. it a second show. They can, you can do the lead-in to America's Got Talent. Would be a, a illegal or a, a immigrant American Got Talent. It's a great idea. Pitch that. What about people who are, who are here legally... God. If you got a green card, you're in. You yeah. get to go on the big show. He's got one. If no, if you're a citizen, <laughs> green cards should be an own show. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. That just annoyed me. Uh, so what I'm was? Sorry. That's okay. So you, what was the difference between uh, doing your 
stand up like you know in front of an audience where you, no one re- it doesn't really matter and knowing that you've got three minutes that could decide your entire future and that it's live and there were no there were no uh like prompters right i mean you, was there any help if you went blank um i i imagine they would have give allowed me to have a prompter if i wanted one did they offer that no but i'm I, it's four jokes, you know. It's like it's ninety seconds. Like, right? I, I would imagine that I'm positive. If I said any prompter, they would have done it. Their production's amazing. Were There's, you scared of forgetting any of your material? Well, no, but I, I mean, I worked really hard not to, and I had to do jokes out of order. They've never done in that order before because you would take jokes that are longer and just chop out. I would take like five jokes and just chop out the best part of each one of them and put them in a weird order that doesn't make sense for this thing, you know? Or mm-hmm. one time I had to do, when I had to do a whole performance I've never done before, that was terrifying. So literally this Twice is material never heard before Twice. by anyone. Twice I did that. That was so scary. So scary. Was this the banter stuff or literally no. jokes? Oh, that's, I was petrified. Truly, whenever I bantered, I was truly petrified. Scariest thing of all time. Well, I loved um, when you were talked to, you know, particularly Heidi. It was great. I like, even liked when you told her that you're done, done talking. You know, like I like that kind of humor. Because treating I, her like a regular person. She was, she was she rad is. and she played along. She could have, no producer said to me, Heidi wants you to stop. She was game. She was such a, she was amazing. And she played along in the next year I got, I said, hey, I'd like to write, I have a sketch I'd like to do with her and the results show. I got to star on primetime TV in a five-minute sketch with Heidi Klum, and, like, I got to write it, and, like... Which was the sketch? If you go on YouTube, type in Taylor Heidi Klum, you'll see... Uh, it's like a, it was, like, a where are they now thing with me, but the joke was it's really... It starts off with where are they now, but it's really just me. So I'm dating this girl. It's Heidi. She's my girlfriend, and, like, we super silly stuff. She's so funny. This is a fair question. Yeah. Now, Heidi's been single. She got single during... The show, yeah, it might have been around your time, yeah. Do you not that you you caused that breakup? That was <laughs> crazy, <laughs> but have do you think that you could actually date Heidi Klum? I mean, do you think that there's well, she's dating a 29 year old now, which is how old I am, but he's a billionaire. Okay, but that probably gets boring. And they say a guy's you know sense of humor is a huge turn on. Um, I don't, you know, I bet we could have. We could have hung out in a silly date. Like a real date, like not like a for silly TV. Date. No, like real life. We could have hung out. So like we could have hung out with, we could have hung out with a group of friends together in a small setting. Okay. I, I'm positive, but I had to go on tour for two months right afterwards. So I missed the, out contractually. on that. Yeah. But do you feel like you actually could date her? At this point, no. I think it's time has gone. But so. if you, do you think there was a chance? I think there was a chance to have a silly, I don't think, we, I, I think she would have hung out. I think we could have had a silly hang with That's a small it. group of people where I could have been like, I think I have a chance. Okay, what if I'll be Heidi right now, okay, and you be you. Trying to get me to make out with you? Is that, <laughs> no, no. I'm not gay, but just make out no, with me no, for like just, an hour. Just go along with this for a minute, okay? I'm, I'm very uncomfortable right now. This is more uncomfortable than when you ask me about my father. <laughs> um, Taylor, I want to say that I really find you attractive, and I love your silliness, and you just, I love laughing. You've tapped into something, and I won't. I'd like to try and date you. I mean, I'd like to make love to you. This is, I gotta go. <laughs> this is the weirdest. I um, know. Suddenly I felt like me saying that. No, yeah. but, but have, this is a fair question. Have you ever pleasured yourself thinking about making love 
to uh, Heidi Klum? This is the weirdest interview. It is such a great question. It's a great question. It's so weird. It's not a great question. It's so good. It's a great question. That's I love this question. I'm going to not answer that question. Well, you do have that option, and I will take that as a yes. Okay. Now, when you did pleasure yourself to Heidi, you know, like, I always feel like if I'm going to do something like that, like if I'm in a relationship dating a woman, I want to first actually make love before then I am fantasized about making love. Like, I don't want... I don't want to fantasize first before I actually do because the relationship changes somehow to me. Do, was that with the same with you and Heidi? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where am I right now? What is like, this? Do you feel like certain, like she was off limits to, to fantasize in that way because she was a judge and it was a working relationship? Um, I love Heidi Klum and I think she's a wonderful <laughs> person and uh, I look forward to working with her again. So. She's a, that was a great question. <laughs> I, I have to really... I can't wait to talk to Howie about you. It's so funny that I'm... It's all about like, you know, congratulating myself on this. Like you've left the room. Like, Should wow, I leave? What a great question I just had. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I don't... I won't pleasure myself. If I'm dating a girl, I want to first make love to her before I would pleasure myself. Let's go back to my father. Can we, <laughs> talk, can we talk about that? Uh, are you checking the clock? No, I, mean, I was trying to figure out what... Yeah, it's go, It's winding down. So that's uh, I was we, confused. I was like, it's only been... No, it's been... We've, time's been flying. It really has. Um... So what's the future look like for you? I mean, you know, like here's here's what I experience in my professional life is yeah. that there are these things that happen that sometimes are so great and the mind naturally feels it's going to be like this forever. And then sometimes things change or there's a fear of change. Like, you know, the, the natural progression of a career, there are highs and lows. So how do you deal with knowing that and, and trying the, for there not to be lows? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm constantly terrified, honestly. I mean, but that's what drives me too, and that's what got me. To, I wouldn't have. I was more scared than I've ever ever been in my life. Every time I was making a before, setting a performance, arguing with producers politely to, to get what I wanted because I wanted. I know it's me. I don't know. It's not me out there, not them. You know. Um, yeah, I'm scared all the time, but I'm hustling like crazy. So. I mean, I'm so lucky. I went from I couldn't pay my bills to now I can get like really bad work on the road to now I went to, I traveled too much for a year and a half. I traveled so much. I was just like, I can't do this. And I'm thankful and I have money in the bank. And Are you set um, for life? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, I could live in a hole for a few years and do nothing, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Where do you yeah. live now? Studio City. Okay. I saw you at Yogurt Land. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I like that place. That's yeah, good. Yeah. But I mean, I'm constantly, I mean, it's was crazy. Before I did AGT, I was doing comedy for 10 years and I would have been content. I was never going to quit, quit comedy, but I was at such a bad scenario. I was probably going to have to get a day job, which is not the end of the world at all, but like, it's weird. It's going backwards, you know? And then uh, I was, I would have been content doing something way smaller. But then since I did this and I proved myself to myself that like, oh, people believe in me, like, like tan- it's tangible. They voted for me. Pretty ratings were cool when I was on TV. I was on the number one show on TV. People like it, it makes I prove myself that I'm not crazy. And people come up to me every day and are so sweet and say kind of things. So I know, unfortunately, I'm I am crazy, but I, I'm cra- not crazy to want to think that I can do something special in this business. So now I'm in a zone where I can get really special meetings with people, and it's really cool. I got offered two amazing things this year. One of them that would have one of them would have been really fun. And then 
they offered it to me and then the show was canceled before it started, which sucks, which happens. Then the other thing would have affected me in a great way. Um, I was offered it again, not auditioning. They were just like, we love you to do this big thing. And then the day before they announced that they replaced me with someone else who's a different type. So, but which still was heartbreaking. So yeah. I'm in the zone where I'm, I keep getting so close to things and then they fall apart. I just know at some point one of these has to connect, you know? Do you wake up with a fire in you? Another Like I, I'm going to take on the day or do you deal with sometimes the struggle of getting, you know, do you ever fall into hopelessness or sat or yeah, yeah just like, um, just, just like discouraged to the point where you almost freeze instead of mo- being in movement? Um, no, uh, neither of those. I mean, if, if I know, I get excited by, like, if I have, I know I have a cool meeting coming up, I get excited. About, oh, that's going to happen on Thursday. I can't wait until Thursday. I can't, I think like that. And then I worry all day, but, uh, I need to be more like podcasting stuff like that. I need to do more of that kind of thing. And like, uh, I don't know how to answer that. I'm not like miserable. Like, are you a super motivated guy? Yeah, I don't work as hard as I should, honestly. But how do you write? Do you, is it just out of conversation, or like, or do you actually have a time set aside every day and a notebook that you always write in? And no, I don't do that anymore. But I should. I mean, I I kind of work out ideas, on, and then I go on stage and I kind of see how they go, and then I record the show, and then I go back and listen, and I see what got laughs and what didn't get laughs, and see what I can do. And but I mean, I'm so, I'm so thankful. Like we're so lucky we're stand ups. We're like. I look. I know people who are actors only, and they just wait for the audition, and then they don't get an audition, or they get cast or fired from pilots, or not. They almost get a thing, and they get to the final round, and and they have nothing. We're lucky that no matter what, we're stand-ups, and that's mm-hmm. the most amazing thing. I can't imagine anything not having that. You know, it's a, it's something you really do love. Yeah, I mean, it's what's hard though for me though is I'm in a zone where. I keep saying I'm in the zone. I don't know what zone. I've been using the word zone a lot. Um, I need to be really successful for me because I want to be able to, I'm not going to be happy unless I'm selling out venues because I'm crazy. Because I've already, now I'm at the point where people are coming to see me. I don't want to go backwards anymore to people not caring to come see me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to be happy if I'm doing, I know people who are like happy doing spots around, I don't know, amazing comedians who like, the right for shows, whatever. They're like, yeah, I do stand up. It's fun. And I get it out of my system. Like I'm a psychopath where I'm like, I need to have lots of people waiting to come see me. Cause it's such a difference when I'm doing a show and people are like, eh, I don't know who you are to having 500 people be like, Taylor, we're so happy that you're here. We're happy we're here. And it's such a special thing. How did you, you probably first discovered that after a lot of people had seen you on America's Got Talent, right? Oh yeah. And no one, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, before that I would do show two people are like, I saw you on Last Comic Standing three years ago. I'm like, what? Really? Or- Do you find that uh, you suddenly are funnier on stage because people are taking, it's kind of like when a good friend's up there, that you're, you know, there's a shared experience that's being brought to the stage versus, you know, you're just a, a body telling jokes. I have more person. confidence for sure. I mean, I worry about doing a good job. I don't, I'm less prolific than I used to be when I do my own shows on the road because I feel guilty and responsibility that people are spending 20 bucks to come see me plus two drink minimum and stuff. So I don't screw around a lot. I just right. make sure I do a show, but it's amazing. It's really special. And, uh, uh, they're on your side already, you know? Isn't it, do you, do you, do you think of yourself as a prodigy? 
I know that because I mean that's really young. I mean you were really young when you were doing comedy at a pretty high level. Well, I think about that's funny is I used to I used to, when I was like eighteen, people said like you're like a comedy prodigy. But then now I'm twenty nine. It's like you're funny. Yeah. I I don't I think maybe it, I, I'm being silly, but maybe I was when I was seventeen, eighteen. I mean it's a really uh, but unique I, thing. But I bottomed out. Now I'm like where I'm supposed to be. Why do you think you uh, took to stand up the art form so young and in such a mature way? Because, you know, it really, for most comics, it takes years and years to get to a level of, of understanding the difference between being funny in real life and on stage. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm sure I got opportunities because I was young, you know, but I always, everything I ever did, I did a really good job, though. I'm confident saying that, like, but... Do you remember bombing at that age? Oh, yeah. I almost quit when I was like 17. <laughs> what happened? I just did a show and bombed like crazy Where? at the comedy store in La Jolla in San Diego. And I remember like, it was just so sad. I was like, this is horrible. Did you cry? Um, I don't think so. I probably tried to. That's, it. That's how <laughs> I am. I'm like, I should, I should cry right now. But I didn't. What about, uh, now you're Jewish, right? Yeah. Were you raised Jewish? Yeah, kind of, you know. I mean, my mom tried. I'm like half Jewish, so I, I, I'm Jewish, whatever. So The part that's not Williamson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's it, your mom's maiden name? Uh, Goldberg. Oh, you are Jewish. Like as Jewish as it gets, you know. Do you, were you bar mitzvahed in, in the whole thing? I didn't do when I was little, but I went on birthright, the trip where you get a free trip to Israel <laughs> if you're Jewish. in your 20s. Which sound, people admit, makes, I know it sounds so bizarre and it makes no sense to normal people. Right. They're like, what are right. you talking? It sounds like a, a scam or something. Which, was it moving? I mean, did you, what did you get out of that trip to Israel? I had a bar mitzvah at the Western Wall. Because I was like, I guess I'm in Israel. I might as well, you know. If you don't know what birthright is, guys, it's uh, something, uh, an organization funded by a very wealthy man uh, has young people who are Jewish come to Israel and they pay for the whole trip. And I think it's up to like 24, 25 years old or something. It's like 18 to 27 or something. I think it's a lot of people just having sex in Israel. That's what I hear. I don't know. Was that your experience? No. <laughs> but I accidentally signed up for the super religious trip. I meant to oh, sign up. No. There's different trips. There's That's like, hilarious. A, there's, like a, there's like a hiking one. <laughs> there's like there's different trips and, and uh, there's non-religious. I, I meant to sign up for the sign up for the non-religious trip, but I signed up for the super religious trip. That's so horrible. <laughs> but I had an amazing time. I was just texting last no night. No sex. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's some people did do that. There's some Israeli soldiers that hooked up with like different girls. Like, oh well, they're not part of the birthright though. No, but they put they come on the bus with us. That's the birthright. We get like three yeah. percent end up getting pregnant. But the point know. of it is to like yeah. encourage uh, re people a connection back to the in twenty your roots. in twenty years there'll be fifty percent less Jew, people twenty in twenty years fifty percent less people will claim Judaism as themselves. So they want you to connect with Jewish people and marry them and continue the Jewish race. I'm stuff. pretty good. My Judah is pretty good, but I don't think that girl you were with is Jewish. I? <laughs> no. She's too pretty to be Jewish. Hey. JK. Come on. I have a theory that the most beautiful... Fair you. The ugliest girl on earth is a Jew and the most beautiful girl is a Jew. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> it's a nice way to cover your tracks. No, I really mean that. Well, I always thought like in Israel, I've never been, I want to go, but it's like crazy. Like everyone, like all the supermodels, everyone's Jewish. It's like... In Israel? Wild to me. All the murderers in Israel are Jewish too. That's, it's all good. Everyone's Jewish. <laughs> I know. That's so crazy. So, I, I signed up for J-Date when I came back. It was like four years ago. I was like, I'm going to, I got really into it. I'm like, okay, I'm a Jew. This is great. It worked. The programming. Then, but then I was, I signed up for, the, there's like a two month perm discount or something stupid like that. You know what's so funny? I thought you said a two month perm 
this guy, <laughs> like a Jufra. Thank God. But it was a Purim. So Purim? I got like, yeah. one month free. I would pay one month, get one month free. I did it for like, for like three weeks. The only person that messaged me was, an, was a black lady who was willing to convert, <laughs> was on her profile. I swear I'm not making it up. And then I, I was like, I'm done with this. And then I didn't know that they keep charging you, even if you don't cancel. I thought that oh, it's I paid crazy. for two months. It's so crazy. And then I emailed them. I was like, yeah, it's like $50 or something crazy. Yeah. I was like, hey, I, as you can see, I haven't logged in in like five weeks. Um, can you please? They're like, sorry, you, you signed the thing. I'm like, you're, you're, that's the most fuck, this is the most Jewish thing you could do is like take, steal my money. You read the show of the contract. You yeah, you, you guys are not helping the cause. No, you're, that's terrible. They're rough. They yeah, are. They're evil very Jews. tough. Hey, Did you hear um, they're, they're suing J-Swipe? I saw that. They're horrible. There's J a J-Swipe. It's like Tinder where you swipe. I think that sounds like a... For the letter um, J, they're suing them. It's just, to me, it sounds like a gynecological uh, test, a J-Swipe. You know, <laughs> or like it sounds like bit. I just had a J-Swipe earlier today. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, can you do me a favor, guys? And uh, William, you have the uh, clip. Uh, for those of you who don't know um, Taylor's comedy... Here's a, a little clip from uh, some of his, his my work. My friend Margie just got a Labradoodle. If you're not familiar with this, cutest dog I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a mix between a lab and a doodle. <laughs> I can't even make this up. A dog's father's a four-pound black poodle. Dog's mother, 60-pound white Labrador retriever. That's a huge size difference. But I guess it proves the stereotype that black poodles love fat white bitches, right? <laughs> Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Heidi Klum. I love you so much. Okay, that was cool. Um, so let's talk about that joke. Uh, that was a little racy for AGT family programming, right? Tell me, did, did the studio producers have any issue with that joke? They had a talk. They talked a lot about it. But um, <laughs> what'd they say? Um, they had to go back and forth with it. The, the problem, the the big problem was, I mean, because it's. My argument was, this is embarrassing, but I, I don't, but whatever, it's business. I did, I did, this was my thought. I did the joke on Last Comic Standing years before. I'm not proud of myself for repeating my joke. I thought about, oh, I already did this joke on TV. It's a stupid way comics At least thing. it's your own joke. It's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a problem when it's not. But I was like, you know what? No one remembers that. This is a competition. If, this was, I was, if I was doing Tonight's show, I wouldn't repeat the joke. But if it's a competition, I'm trying to win. I'm not going to, because someone saw the video. And those on, jokes are gold. If you've got one you know is out a home for, run. For a competition, I have, I don't understand. I'm like, I don't care. If, I was really worried about what comics think of me, which is the last thing any of us should ever think ever. But it's still in the back of your head because we want to be cool. You know, I'm putting, I'm assuming. Comics are really not nice, a lot of them. You got to yeah. find the nice ones. Yeah, yeah. Some can be a little rough. That's true. But, but you're um, right. It's it's hard not to, one. you know. Think about that. Whatever. I'm thinking about hypothetical YouTube comments. You did the joke before. Whatever. I didn't care. So I did the joke. My argument was, you. I did this joke in the same time slot on the same network years ago. Whatever. So they put me up at the later hour. I assume that's towards the end of the show. I assume that that's part of the thing is slightly race here. The word is literally not offensive. Bitch is, it's a dog joke. It's a play on word. Dog right. is in the dictionary. Bitch is in the dictionary. Did they know you were going to do the joke? Did oh you, yeah, I didn't. Okay. I was not, I'm not no that surprises. guy at all. So, but then there was another round where I repeated the joke on the same show. But if you look it up on my website, taylorwilliamson.com, you'll see they, I, we had a repeat and act we did earlier in a bigger and greater way. So I had a, a group of opera singers say the punchline oh, black right. poodles love fat oh, white that bitches. that was funny. Yeah, that was, was that really your idea? cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I talked to one of my it's friends about, funny. like, we brainstormed it together. I think and, I know uh, your friend. He, uh, is he friends with Bob Bowden? And I don't know who you're talking I have a friend, of your, a friend of yours I, I know. Who's my friend? Um, I'm drawing a total blank right now. He's very good friends with Mickey, Nikki uh, Bowden, Mickey Bowden. And I oh, oh he's with Josh Sandoval. Yeah. He worked on on America's. He, yeah, he went he to my was high school. Me you guys were like great friends. He went to my high. Oh, he went. He even go to my high school. I thought he went to my high school. He hung out. I've known he's him. He's a since, nice guy. He he got me on the show. I yeah. owe him everything. And Heidi, the two of them. I really truly. I mean, I it's it's so special that was like he, that was he well he knew the show because he was working there so that was helpful probably too right he came to me I never would have to audition yeah I mean he got me the audition like he's not in charge of the show but he scouted me. You know, that's his job to be like, get people to go to the, he didn't get me on TV. He got me in the pre-audition. Right. But. He was there that day? Um, I don't, I don't think so. But, uh, I, I'm so grateful to him. Shout out to Josh. Yeah. Now you said that in one of the episodes that you were a bully. I mean, a bullied, not that you were a bully. You were bullied as a kid. Is that true? I mean, like how much were you bullied? No, I just said that so people would vote for me. Oh, that was smart. No, I'm just joking. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's funny because I was, I'm a. I was trying to be like a businessman on the show. I was like, I want people to, I want to get voted through. So I was like, let me talk about getting bullied. bullied. So it was a strategic move. But it's, a, it's based on, I can milk things that happen to the me. The truth, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right. But they never let me talk about it. And they were just like, we're just going to, well, next week, they kept saying, well, you talk about getting bullied next week. Um, and I, I know you need a storyline. I'm smart. But uh, it's genuine though, too. So I don't feel bad about it. But uh they kept just playing me as a goofy, silly guy. Hey, please, I will hope I get through, you know? And I was so frustrated, but I kept getting voted through. And they kept saying, next week, you can talk about getting bullied. Because everyone's storyline is, I'm an opera singer and I'm gay and my parents hate me. And then uh, I got kicked out of my home because I'm gay. That was everyone's right. storyline, really, honestly. And I don't have any neg- I don't have any tr- traumatic story. It's really true, actually. You yeah. fucked that trend. Well, the show is storyline mixed with talent. Sometimes backed up by talent, and uh, that's what gets people through, or whatever. But um, and uh, anyways, so then finally, this is like this right before the finale round. I was like, I'm just gonna be a real person here. This had nothing to do with whatever. It's just like I have an opportunity to say whatever I want on the number one show on TV. So I just got to say what I really uh, wanted to say, and I just said, uh, any kids out there who ever get picked on or bullied for being weird or awkward or dorky. I was like you and I'm still like you. Did being... you get picked on though? I mean, like, Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're like, how? In what way? Were, did you, were there names they called you? Or? Well, because like I had sex a lot in high school and people were like jealous. So they're like really, really mean to me. They're like, you stupid. Go have sex with some hot girl again. That is such not the truth. Why didn't you believe That's that? That's how you were bullied. Yeah. I so don't believe Why don't you believe <laughs> That's me? That's not bullying. What are you talking about? You were bullied because you're getting laid so much. Yeah. That is so nuts. That hurts my feelings that That's you think funny. I'm just lying. That's a good joke. There's just no way. It's, who it's are so you? offensive that you just think I'm lying. Who are you sleeping with? Just cheerleaders and stuff. Seriously? Oh, what? Yeah. No one gets picked on for that. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's like the best thing ever. Oh, I know. No, but I mean everything. You're like, scaring me for a minute. You did That did work, but I could have had a stick my with good my actor? guts. You were pretty good, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um... Uh, I mean, I mean, all the things I got picked on growing up, like I walk weird, I talk weird, or I, I mean, whatever. I mean, those are all the things that I now have a dream career because of it. Like that's what's great about being stand-up is like everything that's like- And being quirky. Quote. Yeah, you know, yeah. The yeah, things that, that make you stand out. Yeah. I mean, being awkward and stuff. And 
I mean, I I was getting emails from these kids just just being me on TV. I would get emails from kids saying like, "You make me feel like it's okay to be weird and stuff." And I was like, "What?" Just from being me. Then I, after I sent that message, I got a lot of positive reactions, and it's really special. I mean, it's a it's been, I mean, I I'm very thankful to have had the opportunity because I heard people say stuff like that on TV when I was 12 and I was dealing with stuff or whatever. Who are like I'm not even a fan of, but they're successful people doing something big. It's amazing to. It affects you, like, oh, they got out of whatever the scenario was, and look at them now, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's really great. I mean, and it's true. You know, yeah, it's not like it's a good message. I agree. I was influenced by things when I was younger. Yeah, I think as a grown adult, it's it's nice to show people you can. Like, I have this thing called Crohn's disease. Yeah, you know, like an intestinal thing, and you know, it's I like to share that. Or if I sometimes I get depressed, I'll share about that. You know, just it just makes things more real. Yeah, and. We're all so similar. It's just no one, a lot of times, wants to talk about it. I agree so much. You know, the, the, what's interesting is that, yeah, being vulnerable and people often aren't because they think it's going to look bad if they talk about whatever, fill in the blank, it's going to make them look bad. And what they don't realize is that's what makes them look the best, being human. That's what we connect with, not when people are fake or trying to put this persona off of being perfect. So, you know, that's why I was curious about your, the bullying stuff. Yeah. You know? Because you do, do you feel you have a responsibility a little bit more now that you have more of an audience to share messages of? I don't feel any, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that thinks that everyone should be, should be, has to be a role model by any means, you know? But I mean, I'm very aware that I have a young teen following and I'm very appreciative of that. And, uh, uh, it's special. I mean, like I, I had some like eight year old kid come up to me crying at Olive Garden. Like, shout out to Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> Free breadsticks are on the way. And his mom was like, he's heard you say something, and then because he gets picked on and stuff, and like it made him feel good. I'm like, like it's amazing. Like, it's, your eyes look like they're tearing up right now. No, it's is it emotional to you to think about that? Because it's a great story. No, I mean, I actually hated that kid after I. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's. It's uh, it's special. Yeah, uh, if I can make people feel good or whatever. I, I w- your your likability is like through the roof. Oh, thanks. So you know you can't help but make people feel good just by showing up. So, oh, it's nice. Thanks. Yeah, man. it's the truth, and I think that some people either have it or they don't. Are you hitting on me again? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yes, that's my foot under the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not my foot. Yeah. Hey, okay. Ew. <laughs> Um, so we're we're almost out of time, but I want to know like, where can people find you uh, besides online? You know, Taylor, and also how do you have the same name as Taylor Swift? <laughs> how did that How's happen? that possible? I was named after her. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Like, I mean, besides if, your website, Taylor. Oh yeah, I mean, Williams Twitter, uh, Instagram at Taylor Comedy. Yeah, it's not your. Is name. that what you want? For at me? Taylor Comedy. Yeah. And uh, what's coming up? I saw some big announcements. You've got something big happening in October, November. Oh yeah, I'm doing um, America's Got Talent tour. Oh. So okay. that's gonna be a whole national tour, at big theaters and stuff. So that's really fun. Are and, you? Is that a normal thing to bring people back? They're doing like an all-star thing and then they're paying me a bunch of money. So I was like, I love it. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I mean, I'm honestly terrified because it's going to be on a bus the whole time. Like sleeping oh, on a no. bus, which I haven't done before. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. But I mean, they said it's the same bus that New Kids on the Block use and it's the same bus that like Dancing with the Stars tour use. That, like, I'd get a green light. You know, that thing for the, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think that. you bring your own sheets, I assume. Oh, it's like camp. 
I, th- I don't know. I really don't know. It's I know. a classy thing. Bring you know, it's like they have a list. Like you're going to camp. Make sure your name's ironed into all your stuff. I, you know, it's funny. I really, I really don't know what I'm getting myself into besides the shows. Like I did the tour two years ago, and it was amazing. We had we had hotels at night, but it was a different scenario. But uh, it's special. It's really amazing, and it's so okay. cool to get so to people those. can look for that. You know, you're all over the country with that tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then um, where do you? What do you see yourself like? What are your goals as far as? Uh, projects, that kind of thing. I mean, is a stand-up going to be the anchor? I mean, stand-ups, no matter what. I have a special that I keep. I'm just waiting for a cool phone call. I, I'm literally one phone call away from James getting coming true, like, every several weeks. Don't you feel like your dreams come true already? Uh, it and it's not dangerous. To it did, that. and my dream from 10 years ago came true two years ago. Which was? To be... I went to Disneyland a few days ago. People are you're to be known as a comedian. You're Taylor the I'm I'm Taylor the comedian. That's so valuable. That's a it's so special and cool because like I know people who are on TV shows that uh, they can't sell two tickets on the road. People don't know who they are. They don't know them for their stand up. They know them as a character. Yes. They don't know their real name. Yeah. I'm so thankful that people AGT. Any comic who doesn't want to go on AGT, I think, is who it doesn't have. Other things available is it's silly, I think, because it gives you such a value. I, you're, I'm just, I'm not being articulate. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're saying that you have a you have a career that you can. It's your business. It's Taylor Williams. Yeah, it's Taylor the comic, and that's you know that that's what you got out of that. And yeah. now it's yours, and no one can take that from you. Exactly. That. And like I still I'm trying to sell a sitcom. I've had some cool meetings lately. Uh, I film a comedy special. I'm just waiting for the phone call saying it's gonna be on sold to this person you know right. so so like as far as you can't stop really it's not like i was you know people know me from america's got talent now i can just go have lunch it's like no keep- i'm so scared of like people being like i don't get that yet but i'm so scared of people like all right this guy's still around you know right i want to but i mean well, i'm hopefully gonna do stuff with the ht again this summer too hopefully with what America's Got Talent. Oh right, okay. So I've been trying to weasel myself back on the show. No, I think it's great. And uh, are you? Do you consider yourself friends with like Howard and Howie? And like, would you call these guys on your cell and say hi? Mm, no, I mean Howard. Howie has reached out. He's. He, I would consider Howie a friend for sure. And I. I don't reach out to him too much because I feel weird, but uh, bother him, you know. Right. But uh, he's there for me. He's. It's the most special thing ever, honestly. Yeah, like, he's a great guy. He like, I mean, I grew up watching him, you know, and like, and uh, for him to like believe in him, it's so funny. Life is so special. How like someone that you've loved so much, then like they believe in you and support you. And I filmed a comedy special, and he, I, I hit him up, and he filmed a little thing with me in it, which he didn't have to do at all. He could have easily said, "I don't want to do it" or "I'm busy," but he's like, "Yeah," and uh, I've I met with him for some stuff, and he's. He's totally there for me, and it means so much to me. But yeah. I don't, like, hit him up to say hi because I don't want to bother him, you know? Right. I'll tweet at him. Well, listen, we have to run, but I want to thank you. Um, you know, it's a drive out here coming downtown. And, um, you know, I've seen you at the Comedy Store, and uh, it's great seeing you and Yogurland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, you for having me. It's a Yogurland. pleasure. Yeah, this is I'm great. a fan of you, by the way. I've oh, seen you in silly things on TV, and well, I love it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you coming out here. It means a lot. And, Thanks um, for having me. No, thank you. And thank all of you for joining us here, and hopefully uh, we'll see you again soon right here on It's a Fair Question. Bye. Bye. See ya. See you around. Bye. Yes, cute. I'm Vic Cohen, and It's a Fair Question. 
It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. 